1: So, download the free Anchor app or go to
2: anchor.fm to get started. That's A N C H O R.fm to get started.
3: Happy Championship Week! I'm Jason Schultz and Door Bumper Clear is here to cover everything from Phoenix and get you ready for Miami. We've got our big three spotters in the house, Brett, TJ, and Freddie Kraft. They'll cover Bubba Wallace's big penalty, Denny Hamlin winning to make the championship four and knocking out Joey Logano, championship predictions, and lots more. Here we go. I'm TJ
1: Major. Ready, be ready, be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag, recognize. Below. Below. Clear. Bring home. Doors, butter,
2: clear. Door. Door. Bumper. clear. <laughs> hey everybody. I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the twenty-two cup car. I did a little truck racing this weekend with
1: Ben Rhodes. And uh we got a Exceptionally Full House today. Full House, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer. That's all I'm doing this weekend. And Casey, I have finally remembered to bring you your special Garth Brooks <gasps> present.
4: Wow, that just made my day. Yeah. TJ, this is how you get back in my good graces. Really? Just taking mm. notes.
2: What if I got you something a little sweeter because I thought you were a very sweet girl? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. So I brought you a Kit Kat.
4: Candy? This is my favorite episode ever. And...
1: Well, it might be your last, so we thought we'd give you some going-away presents. I just brought yeah. cash, I guess. I don't know. I don't have any.
4: <laughs> Freddie, I will take give that to Bubba
2: could probably use your yeah, You might want to save that, yeah. Freddie.
4: And then TJ also brought his dog, so he really is trying to get back <clears throat> on my good side.
2: Laying it on thick here. So, you know, I just wanted you to have something sweet. Figure, um, you know, you can binge eat them one night. Or Kylo can eat them here in a second. I mean, it's honestly <laughs>
4: gonna be gonna be my lunch, really. Oh, uh, well, and, and uh, producer Jason. What's
3: oh, up? Yeah. Oh, what's up? I guys? also brought a very Go special Kyle. gift next to Freddie in the middle there. If you want to take a look, <laughs> we're collecting donations for Bubba Wallace's penalty fund. So, <laughs> if any of y'all want to donate, I can't donate because I don't have any money. But we're
1: gonna need a lot of help. A lot of help. Uh, you're gonna need like fifty thousand people to give you a dollar. <laughs> That would be 200,000 people to give you a quarter. So how many Twitter
2: followers does Bubba have? I don't know. Not I'm, enough. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that many, but not
0: enough to like him that much. So if they all gave $1, though. Oh, I'm sure he could probably start with GoFundMe and make a pretty good dent. So the minute, way button. the
1: fines used to work, and maybe they're different, but the way they used to work was you had to pay the fine before the next race, right? Mm-hmm. So Bubba has to pay that fine before he can yeah. show up in Miami, and the money goes to the NASCAR Foundation, so at least they do something good with the money. Yeah, that's good. It's going to uh, charity, I guess, or whatever. Can you take do out a it.
4: loan for this? How is he going to pay A
2: personal it? loan <laughs>
1: for $50,000? I'm assuming not. Can you just call Bubba right now? Well, that might be a bad idea. Yeah, I
2: don't, I don't know. The last interview we did was not <laughs> we, a good one. <laughs> Freddie and
1: I on Saturday night were both giving Bubba a pretty hard time via text message, so he may not even
0: answer our call right now. Yeah, He may be upset with us. Well. He didn't uh, – He didn't. so yesterday during the race, you know, we've had our run-ins with Alex Bowman. Yeah. And um, we were running him down late in the race, and neither one of us really raced for anything. We were a couple laps down. He was a couple laps down. So Bubba's like, oh, great. What's going to happen when I get to this guy? says on the radio. So then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God. He just waved me by. I got the two-finger wave by. So then he's making a joke. He's like, I, I don't know if I can race next week. I think I just dislocated my arm, giving him a thumbs up. So they'll go a couple more laps. He says, I think I'm going to get him a Christmas present. I said, that's nice, but you might want to work on your budget this year. Yeah, your Christmas card
1: budget's <laughs> probably cut. You get one of those uh, sheet, whites of, uh, sheet of white paper from the
0: printer just and just make, use a crayon. Yeah, make your own. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, yeah I mean, they actually didn't try yeah. to kill each other yesterday. It was nice.
4: Well, that's oh, one that's
0: race. That's
1: cute. Yeah. yeah. So TJ, what happened, man? You're up there. You're in contention. We start stage two. You take the lead. You go win stage two. And then after that pit stop were you super tight, what happened? Uh the car just built tight quick as the run went on. I'm not really sure we have a don't
2: really think we have an, a reason for it. Change, think it was a bad set of tires? I don't know. I I don't know yet. I would I hate to point blame somebody or like I, it's just bracing. I mean yeah. you don't I don't after think after the you pit ever, stop,
1: after the green flag pit
2: stop, you were right back fast again. Yeah, we were fine after that again. If we could have been third or second, we probably could have ran right there. Um, I think Denny was the best car. Yeah. Um, but hands down, I think we could have raced Kyle and and I think we could have raced Kyle and had a um. I think we could have been up there, but you know that one just, that that bad start to stage three was the end of the day. Yeah, we just. Uh, I mean, it started off good, but then it you know we just built tight and and uh, just we had a long run. You know, we had a couple guys brush the wall or whatever. Couldn't get a cost from that. Um, I ended up getting a caution, but we were the second car lap down when that happened. Yep, so, yep. but I mean, it's nothing. You can't change it, can't fix it. Uh, I just got to try to learn from it and and go to the next one. So, yep. well, you got to help a run. Defending well, champ makes is,
1: it to the final eight.
2: This is also why you race for every point too. Kyle gets a bad restart and gets shuffled back to sixth or seventh, or within a couple spots. We're within going to that final stage. We were tied. It's whoever beat who. So. This goes down to that you need to race for every single point you can Yeah, at any point. If you can get a point,
1: you need to do it because you never know what's going to happen. And Bubba needs to race for every spot he can because he needs to make up uh, $50,000 in <laughs> yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll yeah. have that.
2: Yeah, that's uh, – what do you think, Freddie?
0: Well, I think we talk about it later.
1: So did you guys watch <laughs> in the blink
2: of an eye? I know Freddie did, right? I he watched on the way out. Awesome. Yeah, it was uh, – I saw some footage that I've never seen before, um, some video – that I thought was really cool so um she didn't watch it
4: I'm sorry I I promised I tried and then they completely Casey
1: didn't watch it TJ well I'm gonna ruin it it for you Jason did you watch it I watched it
4: my flight to Miami is gonna be the watching it so it
1: brought back a ton of memories I mean that was my third year in the sport and a lot of the stuff that had happened you know around that event and around the emotions man it just I forgot a lot of it and You know, seeing Brooke Hondros on there, I almost had her job. She was doing Kevin Harvick's PR for AC Delco in the Bush series at the time and I went and interviewed. I was doing Michael's PR for Band-Aid and for Aaron's on the Bush side and doing Elliot's PR on the Cup side for Sitco, and I went and interviewed. It was with Champion Sports Group, David Allen's group. J.R. Rhodes was there, and uh, I interviewed to do Michael's Cup job, and after they went back and, and debriefed, they came back to Brooke and I, and Brooke was literally the biggest mentor I had in the sport at the time from a PR side, and they offered her the Cup job with Michael and wanted me to come do Kevin's AC Delco stuff, and Brooke did not want to move up and do Michael, because Michael had a really tough reputation of being a hard guy to work with, and she said that point blank in the documentary, and I text her, and I was like, wow, you were brutally honest about that, and I forgot that, because it was 20 years ago, and, and probably the thing that stung the most is that's the first Daytona 500 I'd ever spotted. I ended up that winter going to work for Elliot directly instead of the, the Kevin piece, and I was texting with her after the race, because she had won the race, and I was like, It's awesome. And I'm on I-95 driving north, uh, probably getting close to Jacksonville, and I get a text from her, and it literally said he didn't make it. And I thought she texted the wrong person, and I text back. I was like, "What, what do you mean he didn't make it? And the next two words were Dale Earnhardt and I had to pull over on the shoulder on that 95. Like I It's one of those things where I remember where I was when the Twin Towers went down. I remember where I was when I found out Michael Jackson died, and I remember exactly where I was when I found out Dale Earnhardt died. And, and watching that and watching Michael's battle, Dale Jr. talking about it, Richard Childress talking about it, Mike Helton, Richard Petty,
0: that's a badass documentary. Those guys did a great job. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe how open, like you said, how open everybody was. Like Daryl talking about how just – Plain, pl- point blank saying he wasn't a very good brother to michael you know like yeah he was very selfish at times and and then like you said brooke talking about how he was hard to work with wasn't looking forward to it um i didn't realize how close he was with the petties where he actually you know lived Live with, with kyle and richard yeah, yeah. so I, you know learned a lot like you said awesome documentary definitely pulled at the damn heartstrings a little bit there yeah just watching you know, all the emotions them guys went through
2: yeah I, I, don't, I don't think i have a i don't know if i give um michael enough credit for how how well he did do in the very beginning and um you know obviously just probably never got in the right situation to really succeed but seemed like um i was never really aware of how how good michael did do in the first cars that he drove uh so it was cool i learned a lot from it um but yeah it was uh i never knew you know that he called daryl and you know i'm not trying to ruin this for you, but you know, and Daryl's like, "Hey, you might want to find something else to do." So. Yeah,
1: Daryl did not help him early on, and and I remember Michael yeah. telling me those stories on airplanes. I mean, I used to fly into Alabama to go to his in laws, Buffy's mom and dad's house in Mobile. Like, I mean, I spent a lot of time with the guy, and I literally texted him after I watched it, and I said, "Hey, thanks for being a mentor to me, a friend, and and at some points in my career, a boss." Right? I mean, I worked for him three or four times, and you just you, you see that guy breaking down emotionally, and he looks so young in those videos. You know, and I mean, at that point in time, man, he was training to run a Boston Marathon. He did run the Boston Marathon. Like, you just, you forget all those things that he overcame. He went 0 for 462 and didn't give up. Nice. Then he was 1 for 463. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I will, um, I think the biggest quote that I remember from the movie was, um, you know, on the passing. He he was like looking down, like maybe this is a, um, what did he call it? It wasn't a tragedy, but it was a,
1: um, he called it majestic.
2: Yeah. Know? But he, he, he called he, it like maybe, uh, like, you know, everything went perfectly right. for, for that man. Right. You know what I mean? Like the guy's doing what he loves. He's at the place that he loves. Yeah. He's, you know, he's like,
1: maybe that was, he watched his two guards drive off to win the race. Yeah. And, and like,
2: maybe, maybe that was how he wanted it, you know? Yeah. So, which I thought was kind of cool, um, yeah. You know, it's a good. It's a good. You'll be glued to it. Like you won't. You'll be. Uh, you'll be hooked to it.
1: I mean, I know that that Dale Earnhardt Jr. has certainly looked back at at losing his father a lot, but outside of immediate family, I bet there's nobody that's looked back at losing Dale Earnhardt more than Michael Watchpass
0: and relived it. It's like he says in the you know, and he says in the documentary, he went. You know, he obviously everybody experiences the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. He did it all in. Seconds. seconds you know i mean he, he was at the top of the world and then it all came crashing down when i got yeah. home and i
1: rewatched the race and i watched ken schrader's reaction after he looked in the car you knew. knew then that kenny knew how bad it was and then when you watch kenny walk up to michael in victory lane and hug him and michael smiling and when kenny whispered in his ear it's not good like you see the whole dynamic change you know and everything basically canceled at that point so I don't know, man. if you're a race fan, even if you're not a race fan, this is one of those documentaries that if you're a sports fan, and obviously everybody listening to our show is is a race fan, it's absolutely worth your time to watch it. You know, uh, this, like, Michael being in victory lane right there,
2: and, and, you know, and Big E watching him lead the race, I mean, you kind of knew he was going to win at that point. At that point in the track, if you're leading right there, you've got a pretty good shot at Daytona, and them cars at that point in time. um, You know, for him, that was basically... I told you so. Here's this, You know what I mean? Like that. I don't know. It, it's kind of neat how everything worked out. You know, it's it's sad, but it's also kind of kind of neat how it worked out and everything laid into place. And the, you, you you catch a lot of details leading up to it, like what all
1: led up to the 462. Um, the most surprising part for me, TJ, was when Michael and Dale Jr. said Dale Earnhardt called a meeting and called them into the bus and said the three of us are working together today and one of us is going to win this race. Yeah. And that was the start of an era where teamwork really came to life at these plate races, and nobody did it better than Michael and Dell Jr. Over the next several years, and obviously they won a lot of races. But I never knew that happened. Well, well Michael in the four hundred, the the four hundred race at July,
2: Michael had a run. Oh, sh- for sure, Michael had a run, but um, he knew what had happened to get him. You know, you know, Dell Jr. stayed with him the entire time um, in the five hundred uh that was incredible
0: teamwork yeah to, uh, very very um unselfish yeah man like he and he talks about it. he says like i had to run you know he talks about it and and i just couldn't pull out yeah he's i just stayed yeah he's like all right i went from i'm gonna win this race to i'm, I'm gonna push him to win. And this what a race. happy moment
1: for our sport i mean yeah. that was almost uh a recovery that moment. was a huge moment for our sport yeah
2: and those two guys stopping on the front stretch that that was a severe high Right there. I mean it doesn't get much better than that. No. But every everybody, fan everybody, no matter who who you were a fan of that
1: night, was probably cheering. Yeah, for sure. Awesome so, documentary, you guys go check it out. Yeah.
4: All right. So uh what pristine auction item are we bidding on?
3: So last week Brett requested we find something John Four. So there's a John Force signed photo on pristineauction.com right now for just twenty eight dollars. So I'm gonna work on getting that for Brett. Yeah. Close out the season. He does not have die casts we can get? Well, uh, not currently. There, okay. different items come up all the time. All so right. we'll keep it we'll keep a We need on a
1: that. photo holder for his photo because he deserves to be standing
3: up. For sure. Okay. Yeah.
4: I would think that Supercross deserves Another section, so if there's another Supercross item, I'd like to bid on that, too.
2: Um, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, remember when you and you Jason said? have been You picking, were going to try and be nice to me? Y- y'all I am being
2: enough. nice. Y'all have picked everything, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Who picked this one, you think? This Logano car? Is that... Jason. Jason, yeah.
2: Jason picked that. That would have
0: been an m ms car if Jason picked it. <laughs> he did. Jason did pick Based it, Based on the idea that I felt bad. TJ
3: would like it.
4: Well, I also know Pristine had quite a few drivers in their office while uh, all, everybody was in Phoenix, so hopefully they'll have a few other signed items out in the next few weeks too. Maybe we should Speaking of
1: other drivers. Bit on something for Bubba. Shout out to Big Cat Brad Sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah what a championship cool. battle between him and Donnie Schatz. Down to the last race. Basically, who was going to beat yeah. who?
2: Yeah. I mean, he went into that race, I think, with, what, two-point lead? Yeah, two That's points. That's one spot, one spot. sprint cars. So it's crazy. They
0: can run 70 races and it comes down to yeah, one, one spot. That's yeah. insane.
2: It doesn't normally do that. Normally, no.
0: Usually like shots is locked it up with yeah. like ten races
2: left. Usually, usually.
4: no, I feel like
1: Yeah, it races. doesn't come down to it. But uh cool yeah. for Casey Kane, cool for Brad Sweet. I saw those guys at the chiropractor a few weeks ago when we were going out to Kansas and I mean it was like a thirty point lead then, you know? Yeah. And it dwindled down to none basically. So actually he lost it. Did he lose it? He lo- he lost it and then got it back. Okay. Yeah, Donnie
2: passed him. Wow. And then it was kind of back and forth. And um, Donnie, about a month or so ago, Donnie had some mechanical issues or something, and that gave Brad the the lead back. And Donnie was still chipping away at it. I think Donnie, um, he just knows, he's really good down the stretch. He knows how to be really consistent at the end of the year. He's the man. Yeah. But I think Brad's building towards that because Donnie didn't, when Donnie first started, Donnie, I mean, he wasn't, donnie you know no and uh what is he now like an 11 time champion or something like that i think he's 11 we looked right? it
0: up yeah I, I don't know how many championships he got but he has 283 wins to start sure. the season i think he's so an 11 time champion He probably yeah I, I, think right. he is. I think it's
4: 10 or 11 yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Kinsler's all time with 20 that's unreal man right. 20
2: championships
1: well, and I mean that's like a grown man sport. Like Brad's a little bitty, you know, young guy. that's going there, and do what he's doing. Like it's it's hard to be. I mean, you you look at a lot of super dirt late model races, World Outlaw races. Like grown men win them races, not not young kids. Exception: Christopher Bell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like,
2: there's there's a there's a there's a few young guys that are that have won races this year. But um, I think they had really really one really young guy win. Right?
4: Yeah, Gio Selby. Gio? Him.
2: yeah, yep. he runs for Chad. but um, and he looks like he's twelve.
4: He's seventeen.
2: Sure. Yeah, but I mean, still, those guys—it's uh, hard to beat them old timers. You ever sat in a sprint car? No.
4: Oh, we you need imagine to make that, that? happen
2: No, I mean just that. I mean that left rear tire is literally like right I don't, here. Man, like,
1: I, 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 even, any of that stuff's crazy. They're, they open the cockpits like that.
2: They're driving to drive into the corner crazy. in that car and basically know that you're not going to lift and you're going that fast. It's like, whew. yeah. So Big I think it, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs>
4: so Shall we uh, spot on spot off?
1: Yep. Yep. Spot on spot off. Spot off on the question. Spot off that. Spot off on you like it. Spot off you don't like it. And you say why, either
4: way. First topic NASCAR finds Bubba Wallace $50,000. And 50 points for intentionally bringing out the caution at Texas. Jason, you want to read that quote?
3: Bubba said, I learned from Brad and Joey, until they do anything, no, I'm not worried. I'm not the only one to do it. I'm racing for myself, not for Larson, not for Chevrolet, at that moment, for myself, from going multiple laps down. Spot on, spot off.
4: Brett, what you got?
3: Well, the, the, the little thing says NASCAR
1: finds Bubba 50,000 and 50 points for intentionally bringing out the caution. That's not what they find him for. They find him for running his mouth. Mm -hmm. All he had to do was what Joey Logano did, which was not say anything. And here's my thing. Like everybody wants to say this is on Bubba. This is on Bubba. I've managed a Cup Series driver before. This is on Bubba's management team. This is on Bubba's PR person. If they didn't have him prepped and mentally ready to be asked this question that Dustin Long asked him about, that's on them. So, clearly, he screwed up. He's the mouthpiece. This is ultimately his responsibility, and he got way too cocky with his comment. But he has a support staff around him that probably makes a lot of money for a reason. They didn't have his talking points ready. Spot off. Big fail. I'm spot off, but I think once you get
2: to the cup level, you have been, you should be schooled enough by now to know what you should say and what you shouldn't say. Um, this isn't – you're no rookie, you know – I You've been you've been through plenty of interviews, plenty of things. Um, yeah, I just I, I spot off. You can't just don't talk. I don't know. It, it was getting ready to be swept under the rug. It was already swept under the rug. So um, it was over. If they were yeah. going to find
1: him, they'd have already found him.
2: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Just be quiet. <laughs> I guess.
0: Ready. Well, spot on. obviously, I'm spot off. I feel like this is de- definitely going to negatively affect my Christmas bonus this year. <laughs> I don't, that's not, That's I mean, that's my main concern, honestly. But um, <laughs> obviously, Jeez. obviously, uh, spot off, you know, and and it's one of the things where Bubba has kind of been known for speaking his mind, and you ask him a question, he's going to give you an answer. He's been that way his whole life. And I think sometimes people take advantage of that fact and ask him stuff that he probably shouldn't answer like this question. Um, But like we always say, like, if you've ever been in any kind of situations, deny, deny, deny. Don't ever uh, admit to doing anything wrong. Remember that song, It Wasn't Me? (laughs) Shaggy. Shaggy, Um, it wasn't you. But yeah, like, obviously, you know, you can't. He kind of pretty much sat there and smirked and kind of dared them to do something, and they and, did. And they did. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know. And there's other guys that have said stuff like, you know, Kyle in his quote, Larson admitted to bringing out a caution, but he also didn't go ahead and say, well, what are they going to do to me about it? You know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, I don't think it's going to change anything. They're not going to ever. They're still not going to penalize guys for spinning out. You asked just, for this. Yeah. If you you just can't you can't say what are they going to do? It's as simple as that. Really. Yeah.
4: Next one, Denny Hamlin wins penultimate race to knock out Joey Logano from the championship four. Uh, Blaney, Larson, and Elliott were also eliminated, which, by the way, Jason, I hate that word. So
3: I just put it in there to make sure we talk about it. Joey Meyer tweeted it this week, and I forgot to put it in last week's show, but this was Phoenix was the penultimate race. Just a heads up. Penultimate.
4: All right. Well, TJ, spot on, spot off.
3: <laughs> uh, Spot off. No kidding. I don't <laughs> no know kidding. How can like that.
2: <laughs> Um, <laughs> spot off period yeah uh, <laughs> no comment. Didn't, didn't really want to see that um, but they, uh, they went there and did what they had to do so I mean you can't I don't know how you can you know be mad at somebody that went there and won the race they did what they had to do at that point in time so um, would like to have some points back that we may have lost in the last few weeks which Brett made a point before that you know we were clawed to get to where we were at Uh, every point, every stage point we could get, um, for the last month and a half, we've been clawing to get everything we could and came up just short, but you know, that's, we still had a pretty successful season. We got a really good shot at finishing fifth in the points. Um, you know, there's a few races this year that got away from us that we probably should have won. Um, but you know, and I mean, wow, we could, there's Kentucky.
0: What happened Kentucky.
2: We had
1: that last caution.
0: Huh. Wonder who that was. Well, I, mean, I think Not you, lo- you look
1: at this and you, you say, man, Joy Logano didn't make it. But the reality is he had one top five in ten races and didn't win any races. And the guys that are in this championship four – or, or winning races in this playoff, and I said it about the 14 car leading into the playoff, I don't think we'll be a big contender because we're not contending to win races, and that's what it's going to take to win a championship. I'm spot on for Denny Hamlin's effort solely because of this. When they started stage two, he had command of the restart. He had the lead of the race, and he managed to royally screw it up. He dropped back to fifth place. Joy Logano took the lead, got max points in stage two, had a gigantic lead. Um, you come out stage three, and, and you start what going is, is to be what the final pay window is when these guys go out and finish where they're supposed to finish. Logano got super tight, dropped like a rock. I think he fell back to like 10th or something, got lapped, and Denny was on fire. And once Denny got the lead, I literally said over my channel, too, I think this guy checks out, and he did. I mean, he absolutely had the best car all weekend, and it's hard to win with the best car a lot of times. Those guys went out and did that. And, and I think when you look at the playoff, Denny Hamlin's your favorite. Martin Truex is your second favorite, Kevin Harvick's your third favorite, and then for whatever reason, you know, Kyle Busch finished second yesterday, had a good run, but man, he's not been anywhere near the Kyle Busch that we saw for the first half of the year for some reason.
2: Yeah, I really I really feel like if we could have got to Homestead, I feel like we could have I feel like we could have raced them guys. That just fits up. Homestead fits our the way like what we've been doing. Like it fits our package where we're good at you know like vegas it reminds me a lot of vegas You lift a lot tire wears a lot and we were really fast at vegas so i feel like if we could have got there but you know denny uh denny did what he had to do right there and, and won the race
0: yeah, spot on. Like you said, Danny was definitely the second half of that race. He was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that them three, the three Toyotas, the you know the three Gibbs Toyotas, the 18, 19, and eleven, have been the best three cars all year. And then you could have split hairs between the twenty two and four. I think for that last spot, and it just have, so happened the four one Texas to get in there. Um, but you know, like you said, Danny was the dominant car yesterday. and He's been the fastest car here lately. So I, like I said, What's that six wins on the year. Something like that. Won the, the, the Daytona way. 500.
1: This may be his year. Yep.
4: JGR becomes the first organization to, t- to place three cars in the Cup Championship for spot on, spot off Freddie.
0: Uh, I mean, spot off. I don't work for JGG, but, but J- JGR. I don't uh, work for them either. Yeah, I don't work for JTG. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Is there something you need uh, to tell uh, us? Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, uh, spot off. You, you obviously like to see more parity across the sport, but we've said it all year on here. You guys have talked about it a lot. You know, the the Toyotas have been dominant cars, and uh, I think it goes to show they, they, uh, they dominated again all year this year.
4: TJ? Uh,
2: spot off, 100%, period, again. <laughs> period, <laughs> spot <laughs> off. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they've obviously, uh, I feel like they've had the best cars for a few years now. You know, and now they've locked themselves in with three and the four there.
1: So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm spot off. David Reagan made a really good statement this week about he feels like the rules package has made it harder for teams that are outside of the top 20 to to hit the right setup and be in the top 20. Look, I was at the Wood Brothers in 99 and 2000, and, man, we had to hit the setup really, really close in order to go up there and run the top 10. Otherwise, we ran in the, the high teens or low 20s. And this package does not allow teams to go and do that. Like TJ's going to tell you, something different than what I see on the racetrack, what David Reagan has seen on the racetrack. We've said all year to Freddie's point that if you're not in a Toyota, it's almost like you're at a little bit of a disadvantage. And I think seeing three out of these four guys being in the final four certainly speaks to that. You know, Chevrolet is switching cars again. You know, they're they're scrambling. Chase Elliott had some speed at times. William Byron probably had their second best speed overall. I know Alex won a couple races, but – Man, when you look at it, it's uh, the whole parity thing they're looking for. It's certainly not evident in this Final Four. Do you think it's a, a
0: good or a bad thing that they have three cars for themselves?
1: Man, I think it's a great thing. I mean, you got a 75% chance to go out and win the race and, and, my, and to win the championship, in my opinion. You know what I guess, ultimately, it comes down to it, – it's still going to come down to track position. We're still going to see guys ripping the top. We're probably going to see a little bit more fall off than we've seen out of the tires just because Homestead is a lot older, abrasive surface. Um but, man, I don't know.
0: If, if you're Joe Gibbs, you got to like your chances, right? Yeah. i seen a quote from him this week – or yesterday or last night, I guess it was, talking about how they're not going to share information this week. Like those, He's not expecting those teams to work with each other. I just don't know how, if that has well, any yeah, negative and then, effects. And then, and then
1: Denny's crew chief said that's not – we're going to approach this like we approach every week. So, look, Joe Gibbs is obviously a master of assembling the right people on the football field and the business world and in the racing world. I mean, it's –
3: it's those, pretty crazy those
1: what these cars, They know what they're going with already. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what.
2: There might be a there might be a one little update for all the cars that they found in the wind tunnel somewhere at some point in time. They might be scrambling to get that done, but all all three cars will get that. Um, but as far as setup wise, you know, every crew chief is a little bit different. You know, they're, but they're going to go with what they think is going to be right. Uh, I mean, you don't get into the championship for running someone else's setup the whole time. You know, those guys are all
1: pretty good. So, Kevin um, Harvick and Denny Hamlin – I'm sorry. Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, in my opinion, are two of the best drivers in our sport to only have one championship. Denny Hamlin is one of the best drivers in the sport's history to not have any championships. Martin Truex and Cole Pern – Man, what those guys can do, can do together is amazing. I think Cole Pern is the modern-day Chad Canals. He can really push the envelopes on these rules package and get all the speed out of his cars. And Martin loves to rip the top. Like, this is going to be a battle. Be a good See, race. I think it's the opposite. Martin,
2: to me, will be on the bottom the entire time. Yeah, he may be. I think he will be. There's only, um, I don't know, I honestly, I feel like that's where, I feel like Denny's going to be
1: one that moves the most, in my opinion. that's Denny's going to be the one that's, Here's the thing. Venturing Stages out. Stages don't matter to these guys. All yeah. that matters is where you're at at the end of the race. And you better have track position. I mean, we watched Logano last year win it with the best short-run speed. And the way the, the, the race played out, short-run speed won him the championship. Martin had the better car, to me, on long-run long, ends, long run speed. Uh, this, this, is, this is what makes this special. And I want to say this because there are a lot of texts and tweets about it yesterday. This racetrack also makes it special. I don't know that we're this excited – going into Phoenix after what we saw yesterday in twenty twenty. You know, and I don't know how they fix that. I know that they're smart enough to know based on driver comments, based on Jeff Gluck's poll saying eighty percent of the people thought it was a bad race. They they we we have a lot of, I'm as a competitor, I can't wait to get to Homestead and see what happens. For my team, I want to see us get a top ten in points. We're ahead of Chase Elliott by one point, like fifteen points behind William Byron. That's our goal. But as a fan, like we're going to a phenomenal racetrack and four guys, these guys deserve it.
4: Should be a good one for sure. Uh, Next topic, the 2019 aero package on short tracks and road courses. Spot on, spot off, Brett.
1: Man, I saw some statistics last night from Matt Weaver, and I don't know how correct they were, so I'm not going to quote what his statistics were, but he certainly showed a statistic that we're not seeing lead changes at road courses and we're not seeing the lead changes we used to see at short tracks. And for whatever reason, it's like we, we took this package and tried to make the mile-and-a-halves better, but we did it at the expense of the short tracks and the road courses. And that's where, to me, the exciting racing had really been the last seven or eight years. So uh, I, I hope that throughout the winter they figure out how to make a better tire because I can't blame it entirely on the package. I can't blame it entirely on the low horsepower. Um, but, but they've got to figure out the right tire to bring to these places to make these races better. I think
2: I think it'll get better. When you go to a new package, there's going to be two or three cars or a group of guys that figure out a little bit before everyone else. And I think, you know, in the spring race at Martinsville, we saw Brad dominate. In the fall race, we saw Martin dominate. I think as time goes on, more get faster, and it becomes harder to do that. So I think that's going to – I don't necessarily know. I think it's a product of the package, but I'm not sure um, – we need to adjust it for that. I, I always like to see tire wear no matter what. Um, I don't care what we run. Tire wear, I'm fine with it everywhere. But, uh, you know, I think there's, I think it'll get closer
0: as we run at short tracks.
2: Yeah, short tracks, at least. Mile and a half, totally different story.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's spot off. It's undeniable that this package is negatively affected short tracks i think you know i mean weaver did whatever he tweeted last night i want to say it was like you know even if it was a little bit off i think it was 10 lead green flag lead changes across all short tracks and road courses this year yeah for the season that's ridiculous you know what i mean so whether it's taking that big spoiler off the back at the short tracks or just taking away downforce or finding a tire that wears out we just need something that creates a little bit more like we always say off throttle time and 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 not so arrow dependent on a Track mile list. I
1: never thought we'd be, we'd be talking about the extreme amounts of aero-dependent at a place like Phoenix. You know, and I mean, you look at Phoenix, you look at Dover, you look at Martinsville. Like, holy cow! They 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 can make the racing better there. But to me, it's an engineering science thing. It's not something the teams are going to be able to fix because no. we we've got the speed. Yeah, well, that's the problem. We've they've got, got to, too much. Speed. They've got to take it away from us yeah. somehow, and that tire can do that.
4: Last one, Ryan Blaney says the 2020 championship will be a championship race at feet. Can I say that again? Sorry. Ryan Blaney says the 2020 championship race at Phoenix will be a letdown if it's like this next year. Spot on, spot off. TJ?
2: Uh, I think he's right. I mean, right now, from what I saw, I think, um, we have some work to do there. I don't, it's just so hard to pass, um really really hard to pass i did it was kind of cool to see cars swing up and and you know hit the grip in one and two and turn down but i think it comes back to what brett just said a few minutes ago we need tires that wear out we need stuff we need comers and goers and um we don't have any of that you know we don't have any uh nobody i mean didn't denny win the race on two denny won the race on two tires how many were on his left how many were on his left? two two cars were on two tires everybody else was on four yeah but how many how uh, many laps runners left probably, that whole run, probably right? about 50 oh, or 60 dude yeah i mean it, it was, See, yeah, that for sure that shouldn't happen like it, <laughs> it should be a no brainer that if you run 50 laps if you stay out you're going you're going to have your hands full yeah you know so um yeah i think i think there's some fixes that you know put the put the ball back in the team's court make us
1: manage our stuff when you see a guy like Ryan Blaney, who had a great day yesterday, had a good finish, right? Yeah, he did really good. When he gets out of the car, he should be telling you how much fun he had and how, how excited he is to come back there in the spring and run that track again. And even though he's not didn't make the Final Four, like he can't wait to get to Homestead, and he is saying negative things about your championship track next year, to me that needs to make a fire alarm go off in the NASCAR building at the R&D Center in Concord and in the, the big office in Daytona and in the offices downtown in Charlotte. They need to hit a button and go, hey,
0: guys, what are we going to do? Fix it. Spot off just for the fact that Ryan could have made us a pretty interesting race yesterday <laughs> on that last restart when he had the bottom. And, and I mean, he did the right thing, I think, by not just going in there and dooring him. him. But, you know, I, I think that, I mean, shorter than throwing a competition caution would tend to go next year. And then you know having a crazy restart, and, which I don't want to see. No, you don't want that. That's what happened. They had that the Martinsville eight model race for years. That's why Carl Edwards it, left the sport? Yeah, they, and it turned they, into a nightmare. Mean, so like, hey, like,
2: switch the roles, put the eleven in the twelve shoes, and
0: what happens then? Oh, eleven, I I could not believe that the eleven gave him the bottom to begin with, because I figured who's ever down there. Especially I told Bubba we'd come up there like you know everybody cycled through pit, and I'm like, oh boy, I said eleven and twelve on the front row with. Homestead on the line. You like, think
1: it was because if Denny <clears throat> took the top two things, number one, he could potentially lead on the PJ one for grip. but number two, he knew he had his teammate behind him because if he takes the bottom, Kyle makes it three wide quickly, and and one and two. Ooh, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I, I think you picked the top based on your teammate. I really do. I think you picked the top just because if
2: you know that get pinched down. If you anytime and This is mostly a mile and a half and higher, but you know, Phoenix is creeping that way now. Your right rear quarter panel, if somebody gets there, oh, yeah, you're in trouble. By, you're in by, big trouble. That's I how Denny, that's if, how we got Denny on the restart. We got outside of him in the dog leg, and we ended up going from like fourth the lead. Yeah,
0: if, so if you can guarantee me that I'm going to get through turn one clean, I'm obviously taking the top, but I'm also questioning the fact if i want to give the guy on the bottom the opportunity to door me Run he's me racing for the same thing i'm racing for you know what i mean yeah but it if just, you're
2: coming out of that dog leg and the guys on your outside on you tight you're done at that point you either i don't i just don't think you can clear the guy because we don't start, have to
0: clear him remember ryan newman
2: <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean you can't take that risk now why not Ah, uh, you got not a high that's risky man flat tires and you're coming to the white I mean, yeah, I you're mean, coming to the white
0: for your season on the line. Yeah, it's risky. I remember a guy moving a guy a couple years ago. At but I mean,
2: that's also that's also <laughs> the under the track too. Ryan did it out of a four. It's way the... different, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan did it coming out of four with a, with 200 yards to go. You still got another half a lap.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying I was surprising that he ran him as clean as he did. I was kind of
1: surprised nobody I'll stayed stay out. out. Like, I mean, where there were seven cars in the lead lap, and I'm thinking, man, do we just stay out here and see what happens? And I'm I thinking, did. Hey, Man, if it, it, we just waited around. You huh? had to stay out. You had a choice. I think, man, we're running six. You know, the f- worst we can finish is seventh. What if we just stay out? And I'm like, I bet we get wrecked. Pit. It wasn't my call anyway. Yeah. But yeah, crazy.
4: Well, let's take a break and see what's coming up this week on the DL Jr. Download.
3: The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up when you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear. Go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This, this week. week, one of the biggest personalities this show has ever seen. Boy, that's a, that's a tough, tall order there. Kenny Wallace sits at the table, plus catches on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, then midnight with a bonus airing Saturday morning on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. Dirty, Dirty Boat. boat
2: now is the time to check out our friends at pristineauction.com the best source of
1: authentic and affordable memorabilia man my favorite part is they got so many freaking auctions to pick from they got the daily auctions with bids starting at one dollar into nightly 10 minute auction which is quick and a lot of fun yeah as you can see our table here we've got a wide variety of
2: random items that we have won off pristine but uh yeah pristine auction guarantees the authenticity of all items and each comes with a. Not- with an authentication form, only
1: the most trusted sources. They got all kind of items, man. They got items from my boy Post Malone. He was in Phoenix. I didn't get to go to mm. his concert. They were $300 concert tickets, and I didn't have a sponsor. But they do have a lot of motorsport stuff. Akele Yarbrough, number twenty seven night. 1965 Ford Galaxy diecast went for only forty-seven dollars. Yeah, Donnie Allison signed number twenty-seven,
2: 1969 Torino Cobra diecast sold for just sixty-three dollars. And the best part is quick and free to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win. Perfect, exclusively for door bumper clear listeners. Enter the registration code clear. That's C L E A R clear into the first very first box of the registration page, and new users will get an immediate. Five dollar auction credit to spend.
1: I wonder if they got Garth Brooks stuff, Casey.
4: I'm likely going to find out now.
1: Because I gave you a great hat.
4: You did give me a great <laughs> You're hat.
1: You're welcome. If you love listening to Door Bumper Clear, go check out pristineauction.com, P R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Don't forget the registration code Clear. Let's go into Fast Lane.
4: Three racing questions. One off the wall question. 30, thirty seconds to respond to each.
2: Only thirty seconds. How are you gonna stop? Talking? Talking? Okay. Good luck. Fast lane.
4: First topic, Phoenix applied the PJ1 traction compound in the upper lanes of the turns for the first time this weekend. Did it improve the racing, and should it be used again next season? TJ.
2: I definitely think it improved the racing some. We were able to run higher than uh, I, the, I saw. This all first started when I saw somebody getting lapped, and they went down into turn three and basically got run, just overdrove the corner and got up in and was like, oh, it turned when I got there. So then we started seeing people use it a little bit more, but I don't think when they applied it, they didn't look at the racing line and stay with the racing line. Um, I think next year, I, I to me, I think they need to use it again. I don't know. Uh, I mean, right now, I it's up in the
1: air. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it improved the racing because if it did, we wouldn't have guys like Blaney saying what he said when he got out of the car. Uh, Clint wouldn't have made the comments to, that he made to me on the airplane. Um, To TJ's point, did it give us an opportunity to run a little higher? Maybe. But I didn't see a whole lot of guys making passes as a result. So, not a big fan of seeing PJ one on short tracks. Bigger fan of tire fall off. I know I've said it over and over and over. Off-throttle time is what creates the opportunity to pass, especially at a place like Phoenix.
0: I agree with both of you. I think they, they misapplied the entry to the corner so you, you couldn't get it into the middle like you're in the middle of the corner before you can get to it and even though guys were using it I didn't see it as a big advantage to where they were actually making passes with it or you know that you could pick up speed or maintain your speed but it wasn't like you know you could just go around a guy up there or whatnot so they did it it just wasn't enough yeah they, one and two was a lot
1: better than 3 well, and 4. Well, because 3
0: and 4, they had it so high on entry that you you couldn't get to it until like just past the center of the corner. They missed the apex yeah. of the corner yeah. entirely. So if you could move it down a lane, like down to that first seam or second seam, I mean, you could, might be able to get guys to use it and maybe generate more runs down that backstretch, which you want, because that's why you paved that whole dog leg is you want you know crazy racing into turn one. So you know it, if they adjust it, maybe it'll be a little bit better, but the way it was yesterday, I could give or take it. One thing, too, about the PJ1 out there is after they apply
2: it, it gets dirty really quick. Like there's oh, yeah. so much dust in the air. Um, we were watching to my
1: nose too. My sinuses are. Messed. We were watching
2: a little bit of football before the race on my iPad. I mean, what did we watch for like thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, it was
0: covered. Yeah.
2: So, uh, y- imagine what the track is.
0: I mean, did you see it when they were first blowing the track off Friday? No. Uh, even like any time we start a day out practice, first practice, nobody goes it's out a for a 10, dust ten minutes because yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that I don't know if there's a way around that, but I think maybe you need to apply it closer to. Closer to track, you know, when you're getting on the track.
4: Next one: Denny Hamlin's victory marked the 18th for Joe Gibbs Racing in 2019, but. tying Hendrick Motorsports from 2007 for their for the most by one organization in a single season. Which team was more impressive, HMS in 2007 or JGR this year? How about you, Freddie?
0: Who knows who was driving at HMS in 07? Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. Come on, Jason. Books, I didn't mean Mears. you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I looked it up last night how comparable these two seasons were. They obviously have the same amount of wins. They're within four on top fives and within like five or six on top ten. Dominant. I mean, it's ridiculous the two seasons they had, obviously. With very similar drivers, too, because you had three guys that could win a lot of races
1: and one guy that couldn't. Nothing yeah. against Casey Mears, nothing against Eric Jones. They yeah. don't
0: contribute a lot to this win yeah. column. yeah. But uh yeah it's, it's I mean I don't know who you call more impressive uh your splitting hair is really I mean as, as comparable as they were Yeah I think um to me
2: uh, I'm leaning towards uh HMS <laughs> I'm leaning towards HMS because of the bodies back then you could do a ton with the bodies uh and I think you have really smart people figuring that stuff out and what those cars back then when they I mean, the fenders on them things—they would build fabricators were a high-dollar item. People back then. I mean, that—that that was because they were their work was like uh, awesome. I mean, it was, that's what their craft was, and they were good at it. Me and you couldn't make a fender for nothing. I can't make anything. Well, you know
0: what I mean. So <laughs> you can make a drink pretty good. I've, that's yeah, about
2: yeah, all I can make. A cocktail. Burnt, burnt that's your ends. craft. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's your craft. <laughs> I can cook. Uh. I don't think we can answer this question yet because JGR has an opportunity to go out and win their 19th nineteenth race of the year and this championship. Uh, I saw a fan tweet last night that on Monday, it's Denny Hamlin's birthday. He's 38. He's got 38 wins. be going for 39. Monday is 11-18-19. You know what I'm saying? Wow. November 18th, 2019. It's like, wow. If the numbers are lining up, <laughs> JGR sure is looking good. But uh, obviously for from Stuart Haas' perspective, I still think Kevin is one of the best race car drivers to ever put a helmet on. Stuart Haas has fast cars. I think think Toyota has a little bit of an advantage. But if you give a a guy like Kevin Harvick the lead, good luck passing him. It's going to be – I can't wait for this race. It's going to be awesome. I'll, 19 wins, and you're saying they have a little bit of an advantage? <laughs> well, I've been saying
2: it all so year, TJ. L-
0: look at, so last night, obviously, I, you guys are the same way, but I go home, I can't sleep after a race. Oh, in about 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's like hours. So I'm sitting there, and Jason had sent out some of the show notes, and I'd seen where this was on there, so I looked up some stats. And, uh, you know, we talked about how good the Toyotas are this year. How many polls do you think they have? Three. Four. Yeah, I was going to say, Kyle just go, had just, his
2: first pole in Phoenix.
0: Just goes to show you, like we talked about how like qualifying speed doesn't matter and you got to build these cars to where... That's with they, a lot uh, of impound races. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah.
4: Next one. Homestead Miami has long been considered the best one and a half mile track on the schedule. How do you think the 2019 aero package will impact the racing on Sunday? Brett.
1: Man, I'm doing a, a thing for the racetrack down at Homestead. They want me to come on and do something with Reddit, and I'm not exactly sure what all it is they want me to do. Uh, but they want me to do, like, a Q&A with Reddit on Friday afternoon before practice starts. So I've agreed to do that. But when we were debriefing on this whole concept, I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I don't – there's a lot of unknowns for us going into Homestead. We've never run this package. We've never run this low of downforce. Like, I, don't, I can't really go back and watch a lot of film and speak to what I think is going to happen. Do I think we'll end up starting the race on the bottom? Yeah. Do I think as the run goes on, we'll rip the top? Yeah. But I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like There's as many unknowns, which kind of makes it exciting for me, too, going in this final race. I mean, when you look at the mile-and-a-halves, Atlanta and Homestead are super unique. And I think that that, that makes this just a guessing game for what we're going to see out there.
0: I think the beginning of the year I was pretty skeptical of this package at Homestead just because of the fact that I didn't think we'd ever see anybody get up against the wall with this deal and and rip the top. Now seeing a couple tracks where these guys have gotten up there and made that work, I'm a little more optimistic about it. Um, I still think you'll see guys, like you said, start at the bottom because you're going to be wide open probably the whole way. The only thing I hope for is we get to the top and we see this tire wear that we've seen in the past there. Yeah, it's all down the tire
2: wear. Uh... I don't think you're going to run wide open for. Um, I don't think you're going to run wide open for very long. I think you might get a. I don't know how many laps, but man, it's hot there. They're, those tires, if they wear like they have been, I mean, you, you're lifting. I think I think you're going to have to lift a lot. And the the tighter you have to turn the car, the lower you run, the more you're going to, have to be out of the throttle. So I think this builds in different um, variations of this is going to bring out the Kyle Larson. Once that top comes in here, this guy comes. You know, is the risk versus the reward for a guy like Denny or Martin? Um, even like us last year, we decided before the race, we we can't run against the wall. We hit the wall, we're done. So, you know, you, you got to manage that. So, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be exciting. It, this reminds me of Vegas. Uh, guys move up at Vegas. You got some guys that could run way up, some guys that
1: couldn't. Uh, the spring race at Vegas, we ended up right against the wall in three and four. Well, the way uh, the truck races are. The first stage and the second stage, we won't see green flag pit stops. Cup Series, we, we probably will, right? So when you look at last year's Xfinity Series Championship, Cole Custer and his team gave it away by staying out too long on a green flag cycle in the last stage of the race. The cup cars, we're going to have to pit throughout the night, right? So it'll be very interesting to see who has the best pit strategy under these green flag cycles, too. Now, look, we may not see a green flag pit stop uh, if the yellows fall right? But I can't wait to see. Once again, that's a big tricking point because if we see that fall off, TJ and Freddie are talking about that guy that short pits. Man, he can make up a lot of time in literally one lap. Yeah, yeah. But the fall
2: offs, your fall offs quicker though. And if that guy can move, this is why, which make what makes Homestead awesome. You're not stuck on the bottom. You're not stuck in the middle. The middle is about two three lanes wide. Then you got the guys that will run the top. So. Uh, that's why Homestead's considered one of the better tracks because you have tire fall-off and you have a lot
0: of lanes yeah, to run. Yeah, it's, wh- it's why we make such a big deal about tire fall-off because you've seen li- lately at these mile and a half where years ago, even with t- the tracks that were, you know, freshly paved, you still seen enough tire fall-off to where you could short pit, maybe make a little bit of time up on the guy you're chasing or the leaders or whoever – now, like you're seeing a lot of times, these guys short pit. I, I watched one race, I, I think it was like the '88 short pit came out right in front of the four who was leading, and the four passed him yep. on 50 lap older tires, right? So, like, hopefully, that's what we that's why we kind of harp on this tire wear deal. It opens up so many different avenues of strategy and, and makes the racing way better. So, just hope hope to God that we see some this weekend.
2: I don't see how you won't, though. Homestead is an abrasive racetrack, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you I would don't imagine. think, um. I don't think there's. I don't think they can build a tire that won't get chewed up at Homestead. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe they. I mean, let's look at what we make these tracks with. How come you know? Why not use the abrasive stuff? Some I don't know if there's different grades or what you can do. I've often wondered this, um, but yeah, I don't. Homestead tires are. I mean, there's always a good fall off there. If there's no fall off, oh, yeah. Ugh, I'm going to cry.
0: If there's no fall-off. I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> yeah. leaving Friday night. If there's no follow off you got. To
2: go you know, don't forget though. Too there's there's going to be other guys that are. You're going to obviously be, you know, conscious of these guys' race. You don't want to get in the middle of the championship battle. You don't want to be Gary Smithly. You don't want to <laughs> be that. No. Why we got to bring that up again? I was
1: going to say we got to bring that up. Freddie, you want to talk about that? Well, I didn't say that time. There's like been three times. There's the cow bush one. <laughs> then there was the one with you, and then there was the one with me. <laughs> then there was the cup race That was with me At I Texas Bubba. Yeah but you were. Yeah. Oh he was paying you back Sorry, Maybe he was trying to wreck Oh my gosh
0: yeah, I love oh, Garrett Good guy Great kid Stay I, out of the way
2: I like But you're going to have other guys too That are Like what's Larson do Does Larson sit there and ride fifth Or go for the win
1: You know I watched him rip the top uh, A year or two ago I did too Trust and, me And and he, he got out of the way For the leaders to do Like for those championship guys To do their thing He did not want to be that guy Yeah I, I, we let him go at one point, but he knew he knew that when it was a crunch time, like long run speed, long run, just go. Speaking of Larson, uh, I was on the phone with Derek Nealon this morning, and uh, it's his last race with Kyle Larson. Those guys have been together a long time, had a lot of good fortune. Uh, I, he didn't tell me exactly what he's going to do next year, a lot of speculation. But I think that's a guy, when you look at what we're doing with a season ending, Um, a guy like Derek Nealon making a move and leaving Kyle Larson is going to open the door for a spotter of musical chairs, and you're going to see some spotters on a lot of A- and B-plus teams making moves, and the driver thing isn't over yet. we still got three or four more drivers that have got to figure it out. A lot of, a lot of rumors of John Hunter and what he's going to do with trying to get where's he at front row right now running part-time. We know he's been after that deal hard with GMS closing the doors on their Xfinity team. Still up in the air what the 41 is going to do. Um, a lot of crew chiefs still haven't decided. Like I, I think the driver piece is down to three or four guys, three or four names, but if you're a hardcore fan, the spotters and the crew chief piece is just getting ready to fire up. Yeah, so what are you doing? I don't know yet. So, my aunt told me. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: any other rumors you can confirm? I just Arthur? told you all the rumors. <laughs> I know, he didn't I tell know more. He, he
2: could have elaborated
1: a little bit more of it. But...
4: <laughs> I feel like there's a few things you could probably share.
1: What do you want me to share? Yeah, where do you I think, think Derek's going? I just, I just said he's leaving. I didn't say where he was going.
4: I know that's the problem. But if you
1: had to guess, where would it be? I would say it would be in his best interest to stick with a guy that he has a lot of interest in, and a guy that he's running with a championship for the Xfinity Series. Wouldn't you agree? Well,
4: Well, there you go. That's what I would
1: do. That's what I do. Any other
4: drivers that you can confirm or deny are going to different places?
1: Well,
0: Clint's back. Yes. So, I think a lot of I think some of the holdup at front row. Unfortunately, as Matt Tift, his medical condition is probably going to keep him out for a while, I think. Just, you know, I mean, we have a law where if you have an episode like he has, it's six months before you can get your driver's license back. Right. And you can't uh, get your CDL uh, back. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, unfortunately for him, I mean, he's a great kid, obviously persevered through a lot fighting that uh, brain tumor he had years ago. And, uh, you know, John Hunter's done a hell of a job in that car. Unfortunately, kind of got up on the fence and brushed the wall and got a caution late. Sunday, but he
2: was the front running oh, front row car. Yeah, yeah. A lot,
1: of, a lot of rumors that they're going down to two cars instead of three. You know, a lot of rumors that McDowell may run part time instead of full. Does that obviously, open a charter up? Obviously, yeah. It'll open a charter up. Obviously, David Reagan has already said he's leaving. So Daniel Hamrick's out there floating around. John Hunter, Hunter's floating around, and then something's got to happen with a forty-one car. And I don't, I honestly can tell y'all, I don't know what that is. I don't think anybody knows that yet. That's where where everyone's kind of waiting for that. Yep. But so. You know what I was just thinking? But with every driver piece that That's we see move, car. every driver piece that we see move, there's a spotter piece a lot of times that, that tandems right along with yeah. that. a crew, crew chief. You know, I mean, you look at Brian Patty, who's been, you know, has publicly said he's not going to be at Roush. You know, the question is, does he go with Ricky to JTG, which I can tell you that doesn't make sense to me because if you're at Roush with the resources Roush has with a driver and you can't compete for wins on a consistent basis and you look at JTG, Probably not going to go over there and set the world on fire either with the same guy. Like to me, I think you see a lot of shakeups with these driver announcements and with these spotter announcements. I, I still say five or six spotters are going to be on different cars next year. Oh, easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah easily.
1: It's, that's a pretty big number. That's I a mean, lot. There's only 30, well, there's only 30 of us worth but there's about 38 guys Hold up on, there. Hold on, let me count real quick. Where do I
0: fit in? You're there? 31st. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Are you leaving, Bubba, for Garrett? No, I'm going <laughs> to... I think I'm going to stick with old Bub. Oh,
2: oh that looks funny. That's, what if he doesn't pay? It's fine. What well, you do? if we get suspended, maybe yo, I'll go. Yo, maybe I'll go a spot for Larson.
0: spotter this weekend? <laughs> I'll, I'll call Larson and see what he's got going on. Yeah.
4: Off the wall question. A Wisconsin man played pinball for 32 consecutive hours with only... 5-minute breaks every hour to break a Guinness World Record. Name a game you could play for 32 consecutive hours. Sounds like
0: my brother. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs>
4: <laughs> DJ?
2: Oh, man. I mean, I could probably play I could probably play Madden or iRacing. I've been playing this game lately called uh, Red Dead
0: Redemption. You ever play it? I've never played it. I've seen uh my brother. It's got like uh, it's enough, got this
2: storyline it. and it's like an open world. If you want to walk into this western town and rob it, you just go in there and rob it. I mean then you ride to the next one, rob it. Or if you want to go out in the woods and hunt a bear, which I don't recommend doing because you'll they'll kill you. I've done Brett's that. killed one. I killed a bear. Yeah. I, I got a black bear
1: trophy in my Did you have a office. a six bullet revolver? I had a thirty out six open yeah. sight. Uh it was very intense hunt. I was shaking like a leaf. How far away were you? Uh, He was up a tree. Oh, was, that ain't fair. Oh, no, no. no, it, it, Dude, he was... <laughs> he couldn't even come down and get you if you uh, missed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she could have. <laughs> she was pissed.
2: That's what I did in the game. I shot it with a revolver from about 30 yards away. That was a bad idea. <laughs> They, he, so yeah. I told
1: him like I don't know He's talking like this is real life about, it was a bad idea
2: I was it, holding my phone was, and right? I almost died
1: <laughs> I was <This>, like
2: that remote my hands
1: <laughs> were sweaty this bear that
2: was my three spaghetti? inches tall on my screen almost killed
0: me so it's like huge. a month ago like I'm from Long Island and like guns are like, it's the end they're of the world. Illegal. They're, they're illegal. <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of the world. Nobody's had one, you know. Unless you're a bad guy. Yeah, unless, you you're, unless you're a bad guy, then you have him. Do you but, have a gun? So I, no. I've never even... So I was telling him the other day, like a <laughs> month ago, I was like, yeah, hey, I've never even fired a gun, nothing like that. He's like, oh, we got to go bear hunting. I'm like, well, Where is that where we're going to start? Like, I think... How about we start with something that if I miss, it can't come over here and kill me. That'd be a great idea. Like... Nah, I think we're going to sip that one out. You're the guy that gets attacked by the deer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I get attacked by
1: a squirrel. Ah, yeah. We got to find an outdoor range around here, and freddie has got to go practice. So it's nice knowing everybody. (laughs) Casey, have you shot many guns?
4: Nope. I don't like guns very much.
1: Females are better at shooting than guys, because we we get all nervous. Y'all
0: are just so laid back. Megan's really good. Like, she went, she's the same thing. She had never fired one, and then went the other day, like, the other day. it's like two years ago. Yeah. But she went and shot, (laughs) and it was like, Center mass every hey, you shot. I might, you might like, be careful. I'm like, I better better start changing my ways. Yeah, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> uh, what game are you playing, Brett? Me? Uh, there was a Rainbow
1: Six game that was out years ago, and I think I played it for 32 straight hours. Yeah, I got really into that game. Yeah, I think we all did. Um, but right now, man, I've got too much going on in my life to sit around and play video games. I, I play. Uh PUBG when I can, but it's not very often. It doesn't often. say video
0: games. It could be uh, any, any game. Any game's playing pinball. Oh I mean. well, play that play that card game thirty two hours. <laughs> I if I had your bankroll, I'd play craps for thirty two hours. I think we've tried that. You're not playing uh, any smaller. card game for thirty two hours because you're gonna you're gonna
2: pass out after about ten. <laughs> no, not if you're not you drinking. Don't, yeah, but you're gonna drink if you're playing cards. Not all the time. I mean you're well you just <laughs> named
0: a drinking game yeah, I know. to play. No.
1: <laughs> Sorry <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> My bets get a lot bigger when I'm drinking, I can tell you that. That is a I fact. got from 50 a hand to 100 a hand in a heartbeat.
4: Basically, we got nowhere with this question, so should we awesome. just proceed? Yeah, let's
1: sure. go. Thanks, Casey, for keeping us on track. <laughs>
4: yeah. Enjoy your hat. What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day we'll send you a great offer. It's free and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home. So request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely.
1: Offerpad.com is the easiest way to buy or sell your home, and there's a chance that we may be able to get Bubba Wallace to list his house this week with Offerpad.com. There's a chance he's going to need to walk away with a good cash offer that he can get the money, TJ, within 24 hours, because by Friday, he's got $50,000 he owes.
2: Yep. So, Bubba, all you need to do is uh, visit Offerpad.com and fill out a quick form about your home and your check and check your email in about twenty four hours,
1: which is plenty of time before Friday
2: to receive, uh, to your, receive offer.
0: your
1: offer. <laughs> you can be flexible with your closing dates, Bubba. We can give you <laughs> a solid month here. You can sell now, get the cash, and then we'll move you in thirty days. And, and Freddie's going to yeah. be kind enough to uh, come over with my brand new pickup truck, and we'll load the back of it up, and we'll help move your stuff. Yeah, what's not to love about living with Freddie? So uh,
2: <laughs> if if you if you have used OfferPad already. Uh, tweet us and let us know. I uh, tag Bubba as well.
4: <laughs> All right, Ask CBC. First one is from Corey H1234. A MLB it's team. 1334.
1: One, four. Oh <laughs> they make glasses yep. for that. Yep.
4: I do need glasses Also so eye bad.
1: exercises as well. I'm,
4: <laughs> I'm so sorry, Corey. Uh, and... <laughs> A MLB team goes to the World Series. They jump up and down and spray champagne. NFL team goes to the Super Bowl. They spray confetti and celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) But when a NASCAR driver advances to the Final Four, there is no celebration, no excitement, and they seem angry. Why should a fan get excited?
1: I hate to tell you guys this, but it's because of the intensity level and it's because of the focus. They're excited uh, but they know what that next race means, and you you almost celebrate more earlier in the year by winning a race and qualifying for the playoff. Like these guys are, they're still in business mode. There's nothing for them to celebrate yet. Denny doesn't have a championship. These other guys want to win too. I can totally get where this fan's coming from, but man, it's still business for seven more days for these guys. Yeah, I don't. I mean, every
2: all these elimination races are game sevens like they're all game sevens and man you're just being a part of one it wears you down i mean you're it's stressful when you're running that race i mean you know how it is yeah i mean uh there for a while sunday i'm like okay we're gonna be good here we're good we just need to hang out right here see where we're at you know lap 275 see what's going on then next thing you know we're trying to stand a lead lap next thing you know we're trying to be the
1: lucky dog so i mean there's there's a it's very intense. It's an emotional roller coaster too. Like when you got lapped, what well, what were you what was going through your head? Oh man.
2: Um, try to set the next target, who's who's getting ready to be lapped next and I looked up there. Fortunately, it was a fast car and I'm like, okay, what's well, going to be that 20? He's going to be able to hang there for a while. And and, uh, and he's Denny's
1: then his teammate maybe he doesn't press the issue. Yeah, and
2: Danny had such a big lead that there wasn't any real urgency at that point to go any harder than it because what if
1: what Except for d- the fact that he doesn't doesn't like you and he wants you to be not on well, the lead lap. It,
2: the fact that if he's gonna <clears throat> crew chief probably told him as well, Caucha comes out late, hey, I need you to take care of yourself a little bit right now because I might not get four. So you're gonna wanna save a little bit if you can. Yeah. Um and there was no reason for him to press the issue. You're already lapping, you know, at that point in time, if we're the lucky dog, the more cars uh the more cars you lap too, the bigger the you know what I mean? Like it's tough, man. Like just, there's a lot going on. You don't want to be in that situation, but I mean, we've all you've
1: been there. I've been there. And just... as a spotter, like I wouldn't have been, ex- you know, I wouldn't have been celebrating on the roof. I would have packed my radios up. I would have went to the plane. And when I got home, I would have had a bourbon to celebrate. And then on you know Monday, it's back to what do we got to do to win his championship? But like this, it's not a celebratory moment for us. It's I know that sounds weird, but it's, it's really not.
4: Next one from NASCAR, Josh, the average age of the fi- final four is 38.5 and three drivers under 27 were eliminated on Sunday. When do you predict we'll start to see some of the next generation drivers making the finale? What do you think, Freddie?
0: I, I mean, I don't know. Once these other guys get out of here, I guess, you know, they, it's been the same three or four guys. I think it's been the same three for the last few years, right? And then yeah. the fourth guy's changed. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully soon. I mean, my guy's one of them, under twenty seven guys. I don't know how we're not going to be very close to making the final four anytime soon. But um, you know, hopefully you'll see a guy like Larson get in there. Uh, Blaney, Chase, these guys are right there. You know, they're not missing it by much. William Byron, I think, is, is showed a lot of speed the second half of this year. He could be a guy that could contend next year. Um, so there's guys that are right on the verge. But you know, these these guys are tough to beat. They're there. They're there every year for a reason. Look, you're taking some of the best drivers, obviously.
2: And you're putting them in the best cars. I mean, he, I, like, that's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. But like Freddie said, though, if you look back, if you look back, uh, man, there was a point in that race where the top six or eight were all the top six were the guys trying to get in, and that group is not far behind. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that far off before you're going to see uh, like Blaney's going to, you know, Chase. You're going to have Chase there a lot. Um, You've got a group that that's creeping up there and you're going to see a lot of them in the future so I think uh, it's gonna, they're going to get more fe- they're fearless um, aggressive uh, these guys right here though are they're smart they're smart racers they know how to last um, uh, I think one you know something was said earlier in the playoffs about the mentality you know how how you have to race smart and I think somebody brought up the chase right and didn't wasn't it Joey maybe? it says something about look you, you got to be mentally you got and it's true man i mean i saw chase have a couple wrecks uh but you got to know what you're doing here and and these guys are very good at it but it's cool to see a group like larson uh joey i mean these guys are going to be there soon and they're going to be they're going to be contenders so
1: um, i think that's a, a positive outlook for the future i think if you're a media person that has written an article about our nascar drivers that said when they get married their performance dips when they have kids, their performance dips. Three out of these four are either married or have kids. So I think that you just have to look at this for what it's worth, right? The sport lost a hell of a lot of really good big-name drivers. Carl Edwards, Jeff Gordon, Casey Kane, Dale Jr. Tony. Tony Stewart. Those guys sold a hell of a lot of tickets. They brought a lot of eyeballs. They were phenomenal race car drivers in their prime. And when they got out of their prime, they hung up their helmet and they went went to do something else, right? Um, you know, these other guys right now, You just said they're 38 and a half on average. Well, guess what? They're still killing it. They're not going away anytime soon. You look at Kevin Harvick, he's a guy that could retire any minute that he wants to, but there's no way he quits at the end of next year and starts doing TV when he's still this hot. When you're hot and you're having fun, Jimmy Johnson, the exact opposite. Man, I watched him drive an extremely loose race car yesterday, had his hands full, wasn't competitive, really hasn't been competitive all year. At some point, he's going to look in the mirror and go, hey, I'm done. Kevin Harvick is not there yet. Now, look, you could take the Michael Jordan approach and go out on top, you know, but I don't see those guys doing that. I think they're still having too much fun. They're still too competitive. They're still garnering sponsorship. And when they stop doing those things is when they decide to hang up their helmet. Fast cars help. Fast cars absolutely help. We do have a great batch of young guys, you know, and and there's some talented guys in that group. There's some legacy guys. When you look at Blaney and you look at Elliott and you look at John Hunter, um, but guess what? They can't run with these guys week in and week out yet, for whatever reason. All right, Casey, it's one forty-four. You guys, to get on out of here. Casey, where are you going?
4: Oh, I have meetings, a lot of them. So back to work.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for coming on all year yeah. and taking care of us. Oh,
4: hey, thanks. Maybe we'll do an off-season show. That sounds great.
1: Thanks for not coming <laughs> next week. The I last show to of the work. year. Last show of the year. You're just leaving.
4: Freddie, you can co-host. You're nah. leaving.
1: You're, you're, you're whatever leaving happened
2: us. to the. Hey, guys, can we record on Tuesday or Wednesday so I can make it?
4: Well, she I have care. to stay until Wednesday, so unless you want to record on Thursday.
0: We ain't got much to do that weekend.
4: I mean, <laughs> I'm down to record yeah. on Thursday, so right. we well, can you, make it happen.
0: We want to say
1: thank you. We love you.
4: Thanks, you guys. look amazing.
1: You make us look a lot better than what we really are. TJ, yeah. do you have
4: anything nice to say? You're very I beautiful leave? today. Thanks.
1: Well, I want a picture of your hat.
4: Okay. Cool. Okay. You know? Thanks, guys.
1: Bye, Case. That was like a hell a of send off. Thanks, guys. How's your Kit Kat? Was it good? What? Yeah, I'm so hell of a send off, Casey. Thanks to all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm out.
4: Have a great See week, ya. everyone. Enjoy the off season. Be sure to tweet us. You guys are the best. Thanks. Is that better?
1: <laughs> Way better. Thanks. I don't know if it was genuine, but it was better. It's not
3: genuine. She gone. She grabbed her keys. Bye. Are we giving both those guys a T-shirt this yeah. week? And then we have a very, very interesting review to read. On Apple Podcasts, we have a review from Daniel C3-88. He said, hey, guys, I love the show. Amazing perspective from a side of the sport fans rarely think about. I got pulled over listening last week, and the officer saw on my dash screen that it was door bumper clear and started talking to me about how great your perspectives are and how funny the show can be. Before I knew it, he said, slow down and enjoy the rest of your podcast. It's a good one this week. Dude, DBC that's epic. got me out of a speeding <laughs> ticket. Thanks for the insights every week. Oh, he should have took a <laughs> selfie with a cop and been like, hey, let's tweet these guys. We'd have sent them both t-shirts. So if you, Daniel C. Um, 3-88, send me a message on Twitter at hey Jason Schultz, And if the police officer wants to send us a message too, we can give them both a shirt. There you go.
2: Guys, and Casey's back. Crazy. New host. <laughs> Casey's back. Hey, Casey.
3: Your, your, Why your you hair talk? looks great today, Casey. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's good. Sit. Mm-hmm. Sit. Oh. All right, we'll send those Apple Podcasts and DBC Question shirts out. Ready to make some championship picks for this weekend? Here we go. We can start in the Truck Series, the Championship Four, Ross Chastain, Matt Crafton, Brett Moffat, and Stuart Friesen. Brett, who you got?
1: Man, uh I've never seen a guy – and trucks give away more races than stuart freeson has and and here lately he's put together two wins this year a lot of speed a lot of talent um my emotional pick though i gotta go with my heart on this one i hope ross chastain wins this championship when you look at what he's had to overcome from last winter to where he's at you know here in november i mean he just signed a deal to run full-time xfinity with colleague next year in a place where he's already won finished second in his last race in that car obviously has run well at these mile and a half in this truck. So, man, I think Ross is a great feel-good story.
3: TJ, who you got?
1: Uh, I got to go with um, Moffitt
2: in the trucks. He's fast. Yeah. Freddie?
0: So, my heart says, my buddy Stuart Friesen, and I've known him a long time, Modify big block modify guy from up north. Uh, I spotted for him, actually, in a dirt modified a couple times, won some races up in Jersey. Um, Man, like you said, this guy gives races away a lot, whether it's he makes a mistake or a pit road deal. So hopefully they figure out a way to you know go back to back here and finish it off. So I'll go with old Stewie.
3: Xfinity Series, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, and our own junior motorsports driver, Justin Allgaier, with the winning car right over the shop there. Who you got in the Xfinity Series?
0: Uh, well, we talked about Custer giving it away last year on a pit stop, uh, like just pitting a little too early. The one I think gave it away was Seabell. Um, they just could not, for whatever reason, get that car to work at the top where, like uh, Custer and Reddick could. I'll take him. I feel like they'll 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 work a little more on that in practice this year and uh, and get it working a little better up there.
3: Brett,
1: Christopher Bell is going to be better one year later at Homestead than he was. He's had a, a lot of opportunity to develop his talent, his skill, and man, I'm going to have to stick with my original pick which is Tyler Reddick, and and I say that based solely on driver ability because I don't think he's in a fast of a car as Cole Custer. I think Cole's going to be in a fast car. I think Bell's in a fast car, but I think Tyler Reddick gets it done off of pure pure skill, and and I had some conversations with Cole last night on the plane. He flew home with us. Uh, I'd love to see him win it because I feel like those guys have won a lot of races this year, but to me, just driver-wise, Reddick's a guy to beat.
2: TJ? I'm going to go with uh, the underdog, man. I'm going to go with Allgaier. He's been there before. Uh, he's had some speed here recently. He's kind of kind of missed it all year, and I think you know, winning a Phoenix shot in the arm to go into go into Homestead and, and get it done. So nothing to lose. He's kind of like you guys. I were. don't. I don't think he's going to go in there and be the fastest guy on on uh, Friday. Um, I don't think he's going to be the fastest guy the first run of the race. But as that race goes on, I think
3: you see the seven climb to the front and be a, be competitive. Cup Series, Sunday Championship 4 season finale. Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch. TJ, who's going to take it?
1: Man,
2: uh, it's going to be between Truex and Harvick, in my opinion. Um, Man, I I just, both of those guys, man, I I really like what Rodney can do, and I really like what Cole can do, and they can both build really fast cars, man. And um, I'm going to roll with Harvick.
0: Freddie, I said when the chase started, I took Denny Hamlin. I'm sticking with Denny Hamlin. I think he's he's been the hottest guy. When he had to step up this week and win to get in, he won. Uh, I just think they're they're clicking at the right time. Numbers line up right. I think he's got to beat
3: Brett.
1: Uh, from a corporate standpoint, obviously, I hope Harvick wins. But I think it's just what I said earlier. It, it's Denny Hamlin, uh, True X Harvick, Kyle Busch in that order of of my favorites uh, to win it. From how well they've been performing, so I got to agree with with Freddie and. We'll
3: see if Denny gets his first, man. All right. Any rants, last-minute statements for off to the championship race? Let's go to Miami. So I wasn't up there. you think uh,
0: 18 let the 11 win?
2: Uh, I don't think the 18 pushed the issue as hard as he would have if it was uh, the spring Phoenix race.
1: I think the 18 had way too much to lose to try to pass him because if he screws up – then, yeah. then it puts Logano in. I think the 18 had to manage his scenario while being cognizant of the 11 scenario. You know, I, I if I were in Kyle Busch's shoes and had won as many races as Kyle's won and, and have a chance to win a second championship by just chilling, I'm going to do what Michael Waltrip did at Daytona in that July race when he pushed Dale Jr. In the baseball car to the win. I'm going to keep my dumb ass in line and take my car on to the next weekend because next weekend's a big prize.
0: I'm not doing anything stupid right there to jeopardize it. If you're Kyle Busch going into that race, who are you more worried about, eleven or twenty-two? Well,
1: in, in my mind, uh, probably the eleven. But after twenty-two, after what the twenty-two accomplished there last year, I mean, nobody was talking about him winning the championship, and he went down there and took it to him. So, I, don't, I think it's a push. Yeah. You know, they're both capable guys of beating you. I, I, I wanted to get there back because I think. To me, that place lines up
2: like Vegas, and I know how good we are at Vegas. We're good at downforce tracks, mile-and-a-half downforce tracks where the tires were out. We seem to really – that's a strong point for us. You
1: qualify in the 20s, and then there you'll come when they drop the rag. That's been your MO all year. I wanted to do it, but – well, we can still do it, but it's going to be for a championship. Hey, three days, three champions – I don't think it can get any better, you know, in terms of what the sport's had going on this year. All three yeah. series have three different stories. A lot of good guys, a lot of new guys, a lot of guys have been in it before. Like, it's awesome. It's fun. It's a fun week to be in NASCAR. Yeah, it is. Love it. Good weather. 80s. Yeah. 60 at night. Uh, we'll race Sunday. Freddie, what do you say when we get done? We haul ass to big owls. Well, that'd be something different. <laughs>
0: Good thing we don't do that every week. We got something to celebrate this time. Am I the only, am I the only dumbass that's going to keep racing after Homestead? Are you guys doing anything? No. I am not going to the Snowball. I got Turkey Derby, Snowball Derby, Kentucky Derby after that, I think. So is the, uh, are you doing the 24-hour race? Why do you always I do, the, why I do the races that are named after food? Well, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> uh, I don't know about 24-hour yet. I did it once, and I don't know. I, it's a lot of I like of fun. to stay up all night, but for different I'll tell you races. how many I plan on doing.
1: Zero. 24 hours I plan space. on watching the Chili Bowl on television. Well, as of right now, you don't plan on doing any next year either. Yeah. I don't have a, do- a job for next year. <laughs> so that's up in the air. I am hope maybe we can talk about it next week. I hope. All I need <laughs> is a piece of paper, a napkin, or something to sign. <laughs> I haven't seen you sign a napkin before, as a matter of fact. I have signed a napkin. Yeah. <laughs> well, All we work. got one more show next week, so.
0: Freddie, want to come back? Yeah. Uh... Sure. It depends. You I mean, to. it depends. <laughs> I might be on community service help, brother, yeah, like uh, raise some money or something. Y'all should yeah.
1: do a car wash as a fundraiser. I'd drive my car through there and let y'all watch. to watch, like in a bikini or something? Yeah, or absolutely. A Speedo?
2: Yeah. yeah. Let's
0: we'll start today. Yeah. On Wednesday, it's going to be 42 for the high here. <laughs> we got a big race tomorrow night at Old Mill Hill Stadium. It's going to be a high of 20. Oh. So if I don't you, show uh, up Monday, that means I'm dying. You have washing dyed. cars then, too? Yeah. <laughs> no, with ice Cubes. Is that going to be live streamed anywhere? Actually, it is live RC. Live stream? Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Why don't you just twitch it or something,
0: man? No, no. All you gotta do is set up an iPad. Well, we we now we tried to set it up some stuff, but our technical director over here, Dillner. Oh, I heard that guy's uh, a. <laughs> All
1: right, we're getting out of here. Appreciate you guys listening, tweet <laughs> us, and tell us what you like. We out. See you holly. later.
3: Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.